Science Journal for Kids and Teens presents What Happens to Mother Bee's Brains as They Age? Adapted from the original peer-reviewed paper in the Journal of American Chemistry published on January 14, 2022. Research conducted by Adam R. Smith, Sarah Jaman, Sandra M. Rehan, and Kayla Schwartz from the Department of Biological Sciences at George Washington University in Washington, D.C., and the Department of Biology at York University in Toronto, Canada. See the full list of affiliations in the accompanying PDF. Read by Miranda Wilson. Abstract. You're probably familiar with honeybees and bumblebees, but did you know that there are over 20,000 species of bees? and most of them are solitary? In worker honeybees, certain brain areas grow larger as the insects get older and have more experiences. We wanted to know if this was also the case for solitary bees. We studied a particular type of solitary carpenter bee called Ceratina calcarata. We collected female bees of three different ages. Then we measured their brains and other body parts under a microscope. As expected, older female bees had smaller ovaries and more worn wings. But surprisingly, older bees had smaller brains than younger bees. We think that female C. calcarata bees invest their energy and resources into reproduction, rather than growing bigger brains. Introduction Your brain will reach its biggest size by the time you're a teenager but the brains of many insects keep growing well after they become adults. This is the case for honeybees. Their brains get bigger as they age. It's the result of two kinds of experience, foraging for food and social interactions with others. These activities appear to demand more brain power. Most people think of bees as social insects. Honeybees, for example, live in close-knit colonies but there are thousands of bee species. Many of them are solitary, meaning they live mostly alone. We know a lot more about social bees than solitary bees. That includes how their brains change over time. We wanted to find out how adult experiences affect brain size in an unusual kind of carpenter bee named Ceratina calcarata. In the spring, females of this species forage for pollen and nectar to feed their babies, like other types of solitary bees. However, unlike most other bees, these single mothers also provide food late in the summer when their babies are grown up. This extra food helps their then-adult kids survive the winter. We thought that this extra foraging, plus the extra social interactions with their adult offspring, would result in bigger brains in the older mothers. Here you can see a female carpenter bee, Ceratina calcarata. Methods. We collected female C. calcarata carpenter bees from their nests around Durham, New Hampshire. We looked at three different ages of bee. One, new mothers in spring who forage for food for their babies, two, older mothers in late summer who are done reproducing but still feed their adult offspring, and three, adult offspring of the mothers in late summer. 
We removed their brains and measured different parts of them under a microscope. These parts included areas called the mushroom bodies, which are important in learning and memory. Besides the brain areas, we measured the size of the bee's ovaries. These are the parts of the female reproductive system that make eggs. Large ovaries mean that the bee is about to lay an egg. We also evaluated the wear on their wings. This was a measure of their flying and foraging experience. The more they fly, the more nicks and tears accumulate on the edges of their wings. Results. We thought that the extra foraging and social interactions with their offspring would result in larger brains in older mothers in the late summer, but we were wrong. Older mothers in the late summer actually had smaller mushroom bodies than younger moms and adult offspring. Here in figure one, you can compare the size of the mushroom bodies, parts of the insect brain that deal with learning and memory, in adult offspring, on the left in orange, young mothers, in the middle in purple, and older mothers, on the right in light blue. On the y-axis, you can see the size of the mushroom bodies. Just a reminder about box and whisker plots. The boxes you see in the graph represent the middle 50% of the group. The lines above and below mark the 75th and 25th percentile, respectively. Looking at the graph, how does the size of the mushroom bodies change as C. calcarata females get older? Older mothers also had more worn wings than younger mothers and adult offspring. Younger mothers, meanwhile, had the largest ovaries of the three groups. Among the older mothers, but not the other groups of bees, wing wear increased as the size of the brain and ovaries decreased. Discussion. We found that the older mother bees from the late summer had smaller ovaries than the younger mothers. This makes sense since by late summer the bees are done reproducing, but the young mothers are laying eggs. We also found that older mother bees had more worn wings than younger bees. We expected this result too, since older mothers have been foraging for a longer period of time. We did not expect that the mushroom bodies of older mothers would be smaller than those of younger mothers. In previous studies of social insects like honeybees and ants, this part of the brain got larger with increasing age and experience. Our results suggest that after female carpenter bees are finished reproducing, their mushroom bodies shrink. Why are these carpenter bees different from social insects? whose brains do not decline with age. Previous studies looked at worker bees and ants. These insects never reproduce. Instead, they invest in helping the queen reproduce and raise offspring. The solitary bees that we studied do reproduce. This takes energy and resources, which are then not available for growing a bigger brain. We think these carpenter bee mothers invest more energy in reproduction and raising their babies. By late summer, there is no more energy to invest in growing or maintaining bigger brains. Conclusion. Most people think of female bees as either queens or workers. 
but most bees are solitary single mothers. Like honeybees, solitary bees have an important role in our ecosystem. They pollinate plants, which helps the plants reproduce and helps produce a lot of our food. Here are some ways to help the solitary bees in your neighborhood. Fill your garden with diverse native flowering plants. Don't use chemical fertilizers or pesticides. These can be toxic to bees. And provide shelter and nesting materials, such as brush piles, compost heaps, and bare spots of soil for bees that nest in the ground. You can even build a bee hotel. Thank you for listening to this recording. Visit our website, sciencejournalforkids.org, for more free science teaching resources.